Hi guys, welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today's program includes veganism versus vegetarianism, how and why I became a vegan, a little bit about Pashupati, who is the lord of the animals in Nepal, uh, ahimsa, which means non-harming, and how dairy can be so damaging if we have any kind of symptom or condition with our bodies. You are listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is Atta with Alice, A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Atta translates to right here, right now. Right here, right now, I'm going to speak to you a little bit about veganism versus vegetarianism. Vegan includes no animal food, no dairy, no eggs. So veganism is basically fruits, vegetables, grains, beans, nuts. So if you have a difficult time understanding, whenever I have guests coming over and I say, okay, we're just going to eat vegan, they're like, oh, can I bring cheese? No, no cheese, no dairy. There are many alternatives to um, dairy, like they have... Uh, dairy-free cheeses, um, they're, they're Miyoko's, Kite Hill, uh, Healing with Your Heart, Heart with Healing, whatever it is. There, there are just, there are dozens now on the market. And there's some great, great like cream cheeses and cheeses that are like aged and all, di- all different kinds of cheeses. You can get great ricotta cheese, mozzarella, cheddar, cream cheese, you name it, there are alternatives. There are alternatives that are amazing that are dairy-free ice creams. You've got Bliss, uh, Coconut Bliss ice cream. You've got um, uh, the uh, there's Revolution. Whole Foods has a brand. Ben & Jerry's has a dairy-free. Haagen-Dazs has a dairy-free. Dairy Queen even has a dairy-free. Everybody is on board with the dairy-free. Dairy can be so damaging if you have any kind of symptom or condition going on with your body, inflammation. And FYI, eggs. Eggs also are really inflaming. Now, some people are like, I can't give up eggs. I can't give up cheese. Well, there are so many alternatives. And if you can't give it up forever, try giving it up for eight weeks. If you can't do eight weeks, try giving it up for four weeks. Again, you have alternatives. When I was very heavy um, many years ago, I was probably about 50 to 60 pounds heavier than I am today. I read a book by Janine Roth, um, When Food is Love. And she said, if you want it today, see if you could hold off until tomorrow. And if you still want it tomorrow, see if you could hold off till the next day until you're like, all right, I really, really want this. For me, it was like M&Ms. And, you know, if I could wait like four or five days before having them. Um, So when food is love, and, you know, for me, food is love. I love to eat more than anybody on the planet. So I get it if you think I can never give up eggs. I can never give up dairy. Eggs were the last thing I gave up. Potatoes and scrambled eggs were my absolute favorite breakfast in the whole world. If I could eat potatoes and eggs at every meal, I would. Love potatoes, love eggs, which thank goodness potatoes are vegan. Um, And when I gave up eggs, it was almost like quitting smoking. It was like giving up my best friend. I mean, it was comfort food for me. Eggs, scrambled eggs were comfort food. 
So again, if you can substitute, you know, I started out when I gave them up and I did tofu scrambler. And these days I really don't do much tofu at all because it, it messes with my estrogen levels. Like it, it really is not very good for the body um, when women age, especially during menopause or po perimenopause, postmenopause. So um, when I gave up eggs, I started out with tofu scrambler with potatoes and vegetables. I'm, now I do potato hash with a ton of vegetables. But in anything you can substitute, now they have stuff like just eggs, which is disgusting, but some of you may like it. It's got canola oil. It's gross. Um, they have other egg substitutes um, that are, you know, some Asian egg substitutes. There are things that are similar. Um, but again, there are substitutes for everything. Point being, veganism is no dairy, no eggs. Eggs are inflaming, dairy's inflaming. Dairy actually, the dairy people have been feeding us such a bullshit story for years. It actually depletes the calcium as opposed to putting calcium in. The just milk people are full of baloney. And they're pissed because there are so many dairy-free milk alternatives. You've got almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, soy milk, Oat milk. I mean, there are so many. And all these places, I mean, when I first became a vegan, there wasn't shit to eat. I mean, it was 2004, and there were so few things on the market. I would have to go to special stores, and my choices were so limited. I'll never forget the first wheat-free pasta I bought because I'm also wheat-free. And it was this rice pasta that literally turned to glue. It was disgusting. I, I mean, now Jovial makes great pastas. Modern makes great pastas. Whole Foods has, there's bonza. We have chickpea pasta. We have red lentil pasta. We have rice pasta. There are so many things to choose from. There is not a shortage of anything to try. And you know what? Food has gone up across the board. People tell me, oh, I could never do a vegan. It's too expensive. Bullshit. You know what? Meat's expensive. Dairy's expensive. You know, fruits and vegetables are not cheap either. So I'm just saying you can try to do anything if you have the will and the determination to do so. How I became a vegan was um, I started out, I had really bad allergies, like so bad that allergy pills stopped working. I was waking up with headaches like I drank a pint of vodka or wine or bourbon before I went to bed. The headaches were like a hangover every day that was so bad I couldn't get, get lift my head off the pillow. I was sneezing. My eyes were puffy. I had terrible, terrible headaches. Um, went to the ENT. The ENT gave me all sorts of medicine, stuff to shoot up my nose, that nasal spray, all sorts of other stuff. And he was like, you got polyps in your face. We need to cut them out, but there's no guarantee. And they may grow back again. I'm like, oh, good times. And, and all this medicine, I was like, this is disgusting. And I had a friend, my friend Linda at the time, who goes by Lata now, and she was really good friends with Anthony William, the medical medium, who at that time, he was not famous. Um, said, are you willing to, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars and speak to my friend Anthony? Um, I think he could help you. He helped me uh, cure myself from cancer. I said, sure. What? Uh, absolutely. So I spoke to Anthony on the phone now, a couple days later, and he said to me, if you can give up wheat and dairy, I guarantee you within eight weeks, your headaches will go away, and within a year, your polyps will recede. Well, I gave up wheat and dairy. And within eight weeks, I ha was headache free. I was totally free of any 
um, allergy medicine. My allergies went away. And within a year, I went and got my face, um, pictures of my face, and my polyps were gone. So everything he said, I mean, giving up, he said, your body, can, your body built it, your body can break them down. And that's exactly what happened. And my headaches, it went away just by giving up wheat and dairy. How fucking amazing was that? I mean, to me, it was like a miracle that somebody could just say, and the doctors would have wanted to cut shit out of my face and put me on all this medicine that was unnecessary. And the allergy pills stopped working. So I just think it's incredible. And I recommend if you have really severe allergies, definitely giving up wheat and dairy to start. Okay. So then it was just a month or two later, I started feeling a little funky a couple months later. And he's like, yeah, you know, you may want to give up chicken, turkey. He's like, chicken's the filthiest animal. I was like, ew, you know what? Grossing me out. So gave up chicken. And then, you know, later on, um, I started to give up fish. And then I started to give up. My last thing I gave up was a bone and ribeye steak and baby lamb chops. Now, those of you who eat meat, lamb is the easiest to digest. So if you're going to continue to eat meat, lamb, and again, a bone and ribeye. I used to eat bone and ribeyes the size of a freaking table. I was the girl who went to the steakhouse and got the 32 ounce and ate it by myself. I mean, you're talking bone in, lip, this, that, the other thing, chewed the fat. I would get cream spinach, crunchy potatoes. I get the chocolate decadent dessert. I mean, I ate it all. And with a jumbo glass of red wine or two or three, I did the whole work. So why am I saying this is because for me to give up the bone and ribeye steak was huge because I'll tell you what, I still, if I drive by a Burger King, I get like, oh my God, that smell. I love the smell of char. I love the smell of charred meat. I love, um, I go by a bakery and I could walk into a bakery and just huff the smell of a bakery full of butter and dairy. I love that smell. Although if somebody puts an a raw egg or two in a bowl, that smell gags me. So it's really interesting how I could love to smell a bakery, and yet if I smell raw eggs in a bowl, it smells disgusting to me now. Just like being an ex-smoker, I used to smoke cigarettes, and when I gave up cigarettes, now the smell of somebody smoking cigarettes near me gags me. Like if I walk by somebody smoking in front of a store, in front of an office building, I'm like, ew. So again, the food thing, let's get, forget the smoking, get back to the food. So yeah, uh, giving up the bone and ribeye. And like I said, the baby lamb chops. And if you want, you don't have to do anything forever. You try to give something up for like, you know, I was telling you about the book when food is love, try to like, you know, maybe you only meet you know, or fish once or twice a week. Maybe, again, try to give up the dairy for eight weeks. Try to give up the wheat. Try to, you know, I'm, I wasn't gluten-free. I was wheat-free. Now, a lot of people have gluten sensitivities. It's because our wheat is so compromised. Everything is so compromised from so many chemicals being sprayed on our land. And that's a whole environmental issue, and it's really awful. But, I mean, I went to Italy... Um, I want to say it was 10, 11 years ago. And I ate pasta there and I had gelato there and I was wheat free and dairy free. Um, I didn't get sick from the gelato. Granted, I didn't have a lot of it, but I didn't get sick and I had wheat. I ate pasta in I don't know how many parts of Italy and I was okay. 
um, I'm just saying that we really need to uh, pay attention to what is in our food. Um, so, so getting back to my story. So I became wheat-free, dairy-free first, and then I slowly gave up all animal food. Now, again, first it was for um, health issues. I also was, I became a yoga teacher. And in yoga, we speak about non-harming, which in the Sanskrit word for it is ahimsa, non-harming. It's the first of the yamas. The, yama, the yamas are ethical precepts. And just like the Ten Commandments, non-harming. And, you know, it's not not killing, but it's non-harming. And, you know, for me, it kind of, even though it doesn't include not killing, for me, it means both. So not harming the animals. I mean, you think about what we do to animals all across the board. You, you, you look, I mean, we weren't brought up watching factory farming in school. If they showed those films in school when we were little, I would have probably never continued to eat meat the way I did. We had meat at every meal when I was growing up, um, meat or fish. And basically it was meat and potatoes, you know, and, and a frozen veg. But if they had shown those films to kids, I think that so many children wouldn't have wanted to eat meat. Um, we really, you know, putting animals in cages and then killing them and taking baby cows away from their moms. And, and then like how people shoot elephants from, from the air and, and like people just shoot for sport. I get it. If you're hungry and that is the only thing you can do to survive killing an animal to eat it. But if you're just killing it for fun, um, you know, there's so much waste and there's so much murder. There's so much abusive harm to animals. So because I became a yoga teacher and it was about non-harming, that hit home so much to me. Um, and it still does. It's like, here, you're, you're hearing my cracking voice because I think about how sad it is for um, a baby to be taken away from her mom or a mom to be taken away from her baby. I mean, yeah, we see it in real life with humans too, but it's awful. And we could do, we could do so much more to not harm these animals. Um, and it's so, I feel so strongly about it. And so for those of you who are even mulling over giving up animal food, um, you know, think about, really think about what happens to the animals. I mean, they're, you know, how they're slaughtered. Um, it's a very, very sad situation. You are listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A, which means right here, right now. And now I'd like to talk to you about Pashupati, who's the watcher of the animals. So imagine we had... You know, he's a deity uh, in Nepal. He's a deity in India. Basically, you know, he was the lord of the animals. He watched over the animals to make sure they weren't harmed. Imagine we had a deity to watch over us and watch over our animals. Those of you who have dogs or cats and how your dog or cat may mean the world to you or your dogs or your cats mean the world to you, I know plenty of dog and cat lovers who treat their dogs and cats better than they treat their children or their spouses. Um, if you have that, imagine somebody doing harm to your dog or your cat to slaughter them and eat them. I mean, it's so sad how, you know, in China they have the dogs. Um, they, they also 
captured dogs to be eaten to use be used as food. I mean, it's really unfortunate. And if you look back on, um, you know, this virus, this disease that has plagued the world for the past what year and a half now, um, you know, came from dead bats. Uh, you know, again, animals. Well, you know, you're abusing animals. Whatever it is for for. You know, for food, really? How many fucking people are eating bats? Not for nothing. I mean, there are so many other choices. And, you know, we can get protein from leafy green vegetables. We can get what we need vitamin-wise from fruits and vegetables and beans and grains and potatoes. So I just, you know, wanted to share how I think it's so important that we educate ourselves on why people choose to live the lifestyle they do and what that entails. And not everybody does it for a health purpose. Not everybody does it for um, an ethical purpose. But the ethical purpose um, had a practice being kind, non-harming. They say, you know, an animal will kill if it's hungry, but when an animal's not hungry, you can see a cow and a tiger drinking water from a stream right next to each other. When an animal's not hungry, they can be friends. And you see it all the time. I don't know if any of you guys watch the Animal Channel or any like with it. The most unlikely animals being friends. Um, I have a Rottweiler. And uh, so many people are scared shit of the, because he's a Rottweiler. And he's, you know, he plays with little dogs. He plays with cats. It, it's just, again, it's, um, if the animal's not hungry and if it's not trained to be abusive, you know, to be mean, then the animal won't be mean. Just like any human, you, you know, you bring up a child to be kind and non-harming, to be, you know, a decent a human being. And again, like I said, the ahimsa, non-harming, just like the Ten Commandments, not killing, non-harming. You know, there are some people who can be very, very evil. And most humans, you know, when we're born, we, we are not, we're not conditioned to come out like a killer. You know, we're not conditioned. We, we, we come out like this vulnerable little, little being, little soul. And, and our, our job here on this planet, right here, right now, is to take care of one another, to take care of the planet, to take care of all living beings. Um, and, you know, I don't care what side of the, the political issues you're on, what, who you think is good, bad, by color of their skin or where they're from. We really are, you know, we're all human living souls here that are listening to this. And, Right now it's the summer. You have choice of so many amazing fruits. We have, finally, we have cherries available. We have plums, peaches, nectarines. I mean, that's if you're in this hemisphere. If you're in the Southern hemisphere, it's the winter. But summer here, we have watermelon, so many fruits that you know are not always available in the winter. But because now we have the option of getting fruit from other places, basically you can get pretty much what you want to eat all year round and, you know, maybe stock up on frozen, um, things. You could eat them in the winter that are not available in the summer. So that's my story about being a vegan versus vegetarian. Um, how I became a vegan, why I continue to be a vegan. And also because I feel good. 
I feel great. Um, I don't take medicine. I don't take any, any prescription medicine. I take some vitamins and herbs and minerals. Um, again, we can get everything we need from fruits and vegetables, grains, beans, nuts. And if you don't like something, try something else. There, you know, our options are so abundant, 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 abundant. And with that being said, you've been listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Website is atawithalice.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. See you soon.